This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hi, everyone. This is Tom Jacobs. Uh, Welcome to the first episode of this new radio show. I'm really excited to be here. I've done podcasts before of my own, and I've also been a guest on, I don't know, maybe 12 or 15 or 20 different radio shows and podcasts, but this is the first show that I'm hosting, so I'm very excited to be here, and I'm glad that you're joining us here. Uh, In general, the show is going to include a lot of uh, listener readings to not only answer your questions, but also to teach how it is that I do astrology. Even when people are very familiar with their charts and even very familiar with you know, this specialized branch of astrology that I practice called evolutionary astrology, which I'll explain in a bit. People are usually surprised at what I'm doing, how I do it, and what the result is. So for this first show today, for, I don't know, the first uh, part of it, at least half, I definitely want to explain to you kind of where I'm coming from, who I am, what what is this about, because uh, uh, it's just an interesting way to, uh, to approach astrology. And uh, as the... Uh, the intro suggested this a fresh look at doing astrology. And the, one note before we begin, every single question that comes to me about astrology, I don't put a positive spin on it, but I teach you how to look at astrology through a positive lens. So it's very different. It's not just, well, maybe just only look at the sunny side of the street or look at the bright side, but it's actually understanding what is the opportunity in any transit or progression or uh, relationship dynamic that you're trying to use astrology to understand. So what I do includes evolutionary astrology, and this is a way of doing astrology that accounts for how people change over time, but also the fact that they change over time. So when we do evolutionary astrology, we always look at how people are in an ongoing process of evolution. It does uh, involve looking at multiple lives, And as I'll talk about in a few minutes, uh, it's kind of a specialty of mine is to look at this life as a microcosm of, you guessed it, the soul's journey. (laughs) Obviously, I put it in the title of the show. Um, I also work with spirit guides, including the, you know, sometimes we have relatives who have passed away who are unseen helpers for us, and that counts in there. I do channel uh, an ascended master, and I'll, I'll tell you about him in a minute. And then I do mediumship. Um, and then I also do energy work and also, and all of these things actually combine together for past life integration. So it's not discovering some life 400 years ago and you remember what you were eating and what your name was and what religion you were raised in, but it's looking at the themes of any given life as we'll talk about here. So I, I love this work because it gives me an opportunity to exercise so many different parts of me. And uh, the way I do the work is actually very creative, but it's also a teaching task. <laughs> and I, I, uh, one of the reasons I got into this was because I was searching for a way to create meaning for myself and 
to turn that around and to, to help other people find meaning for themselves. So there are times when I actually, to myself, sound like I've dragging around uh, a stack of soap boxes and I'm getting up there and, and I have this, uh, you know, makeshift pulpit or something like I'm preaching. But uh, I really do believe uh, strongly in the truths that I've had uh, exposure to and uh, been able to, to bring through from these various, uh, these various routes of knowing, these ways of knowing. And I get very excited. So uh, something if you're not familiar uh, with who I am and what I'm about and what I do, how I work um, – I have a strong Sagittarius influence for those of you who are into astrology, and I get very excited about uh, the possibilities, and I want to share that with you. So that's a huge part of what I want to do with this show, too. And with the teaching angle, I, there's nothing that I can do that isn't inspired by the desire to teach. It's just something that runs so deeply within me, and I just trust it, and I just run with it. So uh, even if you call me and ask me a question – uh, you know, I'll probably gauge uh, where you are with astrology, and I'll try to teach you something new because I can't help it. Because I, I love it when your mind gets opened to your own possibilities and various ways of seeing yourself in empowered and empowering in an ongoing way um, ways. So, yeah, when I got into this work, it was all about astrology. And I really came at it from a perspective that my brain was in charge. So I was learning this and learning that I was reading. I was, you know, not memorizing lists necessarily, but I was reading quite a bit and processing information with my mind. And it was actually very, um, at times it was disheartening because I was finding some stuff in the literature that seemed kind of fatalistic and it was kind of a downer. And I realized that I was going to have to figure out how to articulate something positive. So I kind of had that impulse, but I wasn't practiced enough in astrology to really feel that I you know, could write something or, or generate a perspective or something like that. And then I um, pretty early on in, the st in that study, I encountered the work of Stephen Forrest. He's a pretty well-known evolutionary astrologer and, uh, and read – I don't know, four or five of his books pretty much right off the bat uh, at the suggestion of somebody in his apprenticeship program uh, whom I'd come across in an online forum. And I said, what planet are you on? And, uh, and she said, this is the planet. Go read these books and see if you like it. And then a few months later, I was in Steve's program uh, in Southern California. So that's how I started with all of this work. Um, right after that, I started to have an intuitive or psychic opening and it wasn't the most comfortable of things, but I knew that it wasn't the end of the world. But <laughs> you could say maybe I had faith it wasn't the end of the world, but I had no idea what to do or how to do it. And so some friends of friends knew somebody who taught people how to deal with these things. And I ended up taking a four-month uh, channeling class with this woman. It was really a class about healing the past and being present and uh, there was meditation involved and the meditation that I that I pass on to people and that you can download from my homepage on the right hand side uh, that was informed by that class so uh, picking up that skill along the way but it was really it said it was a channeling class but it was really a class about self care and self love and so during that I learned how to discern uh, different voices within me 
And I, I actually get this question pretty frequently, which is one of the reasons why I want to start off this first show with this, with this uh, exploration of this history. Uh, how do you know who's talking to you? If you do mediumship and, and you're a channel and there's a, the send a master and a spirit guide and, and, you know, you've even done some animal communication, like how do you, how can you find these streams of info? How do you know who's talking? And it was a process of discernment, which had everything to do with, identifying my own inner kids who had issues. Uh, and then another step in the process was meeting the needs that those kids had, like basically healing those issues and being present enough with myself so that when I tuned in, they were no longer distracting. I'm unhappy about this. I want that. I'm afraid of that. So that was one level. And then in practice uh, readings with other people in the class – started to get some information from spirit guides and learn how to find those frequencies. I think of it now as a radio dial that I can tune this way and that to find the right frequency. Uh, you know, so different faces of the Ascended Master I work with have different uh, channels or frequencies. And uh, dead people have one kind of frequency if they have crossed over and they're spirit guides. Uh, dead, dead people who are afraid or locked in trauma have another kind of frequency. You know, it's just all these different kinds of frequencies. And, um, and I just learned over time to tune into them. Um, so the spirit guides came first as far as learning to work with them. And then, uh, and that I consider channeling, but I do kind of differentiate between the spirit guides and the ascended master Thoth or Jehudi with whom I work. He's also known as Merlin and Saint Germain. Most people, uh, it kind of depends on where you're coming from, but most people seem to know him as uh, Saint Germain in most New Age circles or, uh, Thoth or Thoth or Toth or Toth. Um, but he's also Merlin and then he comes through to me with his Egyptian name, uh, which I'll explain in a minute. But I do differentiate between channeling him and one of his forms, and also the spirit guides. Uh, but shortly after I was channeling spirit guides, mediumship started. So I had a, an acquaintance where I worked, and she invited me to a mediumship circle that she ran. And so she taught me a lot. But as soon as I got into that space, my guides taught me. And so I learned that very quickly, actually. Channeling itself, whether guides or uh, the Ascended Master, was frankly a little laborious, but the mediumship came super easy. My guides just would give me film strips of what I was going to do in a particular situation and then uh, let me do it. So I did it. Um, so then I got into a groove with that, and in my astrology readings – Sometimes a spirit guide, sometimes a deceased relative, sometimes uh, the ascended master would um, kind of poke me or nudge me and say, hey, I, I have something to offer you about what you're talking about with this client. So for several years, there was this integrated uh, you know, way of doing readings where there were multiple sources of information. And I basically went with what felt true, what vibrated, what resonated as true, and that really – um, even though I was integrating all these streams of information, in, including you don't forget the person I'm on the phone with or who's sitting in my office, the actual human client, um, but getting into a really good groove with managing all these streams of information and turning that radio dial back and forth as needed. And it can even be that you know the Ascended Master lays out, oh, this is what this person could really use to understand, to, to connect to soul. But then maybe there are a couple of dead relatives who are knocking on the door and saying, no, wait, 
do this. And so not that they're trying to compete with each other, but the information comes in uh, and it can be on a bunch of different levels and layers. So I, did, I got very adept at, at that. And then when that, when that was really uh, – when I, my schooling was done with all of that and that was in a great rhythm, then I had the opportunity to start doing energy work. And for a few years, I'd been reading chakras uh, and, and developing symbolic sight, which Carolyn Mace talks about uh, quite a bit. Uh, and I recommend anybody who wants to develop intuition or to um, find an anchor point for intuition that is already developed, learning about symbolic sight and then developing your skills is incredibly important. And it is the center of everything I do. It's, it's actually more important than using astrology charts. And it's defined as seeing the cause of a thing at the same time as the thing. So health issues, the way Carolyn Mace does medical intuition, the, w- the way most, if not all, medical intuitives do, do their thing, uh, involves symbolic sight. And that comes into play all the time in the work that I do. Uh, I do help people with health issues, mm, uh, but sometimes it's as minor as a symptom of something, and the person is, is calling me for something completely different. And I'm able to tie that all together. So, so now that's been happening for a while, and it's kind of this menu of skills that I am 100% blessed and fortunate to be exposed to and to have the chance to integrate and work with. Uh, and now they all add up to uh, – we might look at it as healing past life issues, but it's really about integrating pieces of us that exist across time. And as you get to know my work, you'll know that I rarely use the phrase past life. Most of the time I will talk about your soul's other lives or somewhere there's a life for you on the earth timeline, that kind of phrasing. And it really comes from the education from the Ascended Master about what soul is, which I do want to uh, touch on here in a few minutes. Because to understand that certain issues that we carry – are actually rooted in another place on the timeline but bleed through to this time and we think are our issues. For instance, having a fear that's all out of proportion to something that's happened to you in this life. That's, that's, actually, a, uh, that's actually a common thing. So, so that's, uh, that's something that's happening quite a bit now with past life integration where a fear I may have had uh, all of my life, uh, I can, you know, we can start to, to gain context. We can start to see where it comes from if it hasn't been, uh, if it hasn't been uh, warranted in this life. And I, I do work quite a lot with people uh, on that so that we can uh, cease creating situations to be afraid of because we carry fears that they may happen. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of a tricky, kind of a tricky thing there. Um, how all this happened uh, to the first place in the first place, I'm going to get to after uh, the first break, which we'll take now. is here. 
to evolve now, we must understand ourselves on all levels. It's time to live more consciously, release the past, heal our emotions, and develop solid boundaries going forward. What's the bottom line? We need to be present. A Living in the Present Tense Astrology Report by Tom Jacobs explores four points in your birth chart to help you upgrade your experience of energy and emotion. Pluto, Chiron, Lilith, and the asteroid Lucifer as Lightbringer are explained to help you heal and experience your multidimensional self. Readers call this report amazing, beautifully written, right on the mark. Join others living in the present tense today. Order your report through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. So now I want to get into what tends to come up uh, when I'm talking to other people, whether clients or people I meet socially. Uh, how, like what, what, how, you know, how did this happen? What happened? And uh, because it, it, you know, I started doing it as astrology, and my intention was to be an astrologer, and it seemed very straightforward and very clear cut. And then all these things that I just told you about happened, and. Um, you know, I I have a strong uh, first, second, third house influence, and I have my south node in the tenth. So there's a, there can be a lot of activity and communication and doing, but my Pluto is in the twelfth house. And uh, as you get to know my work, and you can and you read about it in, in um, some of the books that that I put out and published, uh, Pluto for me is the fundamental bottom line of everything. So it, it has to do with what the soul intends the human experiences and comes out with empowerment and strength and confidence after doing. So in the 12th house, of course, we're talking about Neptune's house, Pisces house, and it's about meeting things that you can't quite grasp. You can't quite put your finger on. You might not be able to describe. <laughs> and of course, all of this stuff, this energy work and mediumship and blah, 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 all that stuff does fit in the 12th. So all this stuff does fit with my Pluto. But the process of saying, I'm going to be an astrologer, you know, life, the universe, my guides, goddess, god, whomever, you know, insert your name of data here, said, you know what, though? Your soul actually said, let's make this more interesting by every time you add a skill, let's have you need to learn another. At the time, I did feel like one of those cute little rodents running on one of those absurd wheels. I, I did feel that way for several years because as soon as I, you know, for example – felt really confident with spirit guides, suddenly here's the dead people. And I got confident with that, and suddenly it was, here's an ascended master. And at the time, I thought, what, where is this going? How does, you know, so uh, how it happened is, I said, I want to understand what we're doing here. And I said that when I was a little kid. <laughs> that was what I wanted to do. I thought, it, it looked like when I was a little kid, it looked like I just wanted to learn everything. 
but I don't want, I didn't want to learn everything. I wanted to understand why people did what they did. And eventually I understood people believed things. So then that kind of became, I wanted to understand why you did what you did and how what you believed influenced that. So it was basically this search, you know, Sagittarian, Moon, Mercury, Neptune, for me, a search for uh, this sense of understanding about how people ticked and why and, and what was going on. So every time I added one of these skills, I was presented with the opportunity to learn more. And I, I took them because it was exciting. <laughs> uh, and so now I'm in this place where I was just talking with the producer uh, during the break and she said well you're you're definitely unique and i you know it's it's true it's all this um i'm an astrologer but not really i'm a channel but wait i'm a medium but only you know it's all these like qualifications because you have to combine these like six or seven things that i do to really describe uh, my business card by the way is a eight by five and that that covers everything (laughs) that's a joke so anyway so you know how this happened is i had the intention to learn to understand how people tick well (laughs) <laughs> right around my, my first Saturn return, all of this started, and uh, my Saturn's in Gemini in the ninth, and so opening my mind and gaining new perspectives and expanding my awareness was a was a, a critical part of that of that process. So um, I did that, and um, here we are. <laughs> so now I'm always getting information from my guides. When I'm talking with you in a professional context, I'm getting information from your guides. Some, not that it's a constant stream of chatter, but I'm listening to you and then hearing how they respond. The Ascended Master, uh, there's been a symbiosis happening the last several years. And uh, as of maybe the last year, I'm pretty much just connected to him all the time. I can turn away from that and go have lunch or chit-chat with somebody or play a word game. But pretty much I can just turn back and he's there. So that's kind of where we are now. And um so it's always receiving information from all these different sources. It's a very Pluto in the twelfth kind of thing, and, and and I hope, I mean, as I would tell a client, you know, it's kind of a healthy thing to be um, to be able to to traffic and all these all these different things. But what has uh, this is where we get into what I call astrology plus, <laughs> because um, what has been the the one of the single greatest tools in this whole process is being grounded being energetically tethered to the earth, which most people aren't. Even if people are in their body, which is you know present in their body, aware of their bodies, that is one byproduct of being grounded, but it doesn't mean they're actually grounded. And when we're not grounded, our energy fields can fluctuate quite a, quite a bit. The size of our fields, the way that energies uh, internally generated and externally experienced ripple you know, can, can throw us off course. We can be very reactive. Um, it affects our energy levels in general and, and our ability to feel solid in, in any part of life for any reason. So being grounded is, is um, the, the single greatest thing I recommend to you. So again, I'll mention it the second time. I may mention it 10 times during every show because it's that important. But the 13-minute MP3 that you can download from my homepage is incredibly important uh, for, for grounding. Uh, there are multiple steps involved in that process. I'm not even going to tell you what the other ones are because I want you to go download it. Uh, but you're welcome to email me or call into the show later and let me know how you experience it. But understand that most questions that you ask me, I will say you'll be able to figure that out and have clarity and see what's going on once you're grounded. 
So that's going to be the, I'm going to be harping on that for, uh, as long as, uh, you can hear me. <laughs> as long as I can speak and as long as you can hear me. Um, be, be, because of that process of getting grounded, what ended up happening was I was primed to receive what I call consciousness upgrades. So for a person to be able to carry the teaching and channel, the whatever uh, an unseen being uh, has to say, that person has to be able to adapt to the frequency of that being. So the 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 the, the dude that I channeled, Jehudi, you know, aka Thoth and Saint Germain and Merlin, um, is well, it's an ascended master. It's not just uh, channeling a teaching or an, an alien being or something like ascended master is a kind of particular way of working. And I have had to get super grounded over consistently over years in order to be able to receive these what I call software upgrades from him and from my guides to support this process so that I can understand uh, things the way he does. I can understand what he tells me to tell people and that I can kind of alter you know, I've had to expand uh, how I view astrology and soul based in these teachings. And sometimes he showed me diagrams that I have to have a little uh, tweak in my awareness level, my consciousness level, in order to understand. Other times it's been for me to be able to, to offer a certain, certain kind of service or uh, process for somebody in a reading that maybe somebody calls me and says, can you do this for me a couple days from now? I'll say yes, but maybe I don't even know that I have to get an upgrade to do it. But I'm ready to get the upgrade, so the, there's a green light for telling yes to the client. So this is this evolutionary process of raising consciousness, but it is all um, enabled by getting more grounded. And on that note, uh, on the 29th for this Aries uh, full moon conjunct Uranus and square Pluto, uh, I did a what is called a consciousness upgrade clinic. That recording is available through my site. Um, I recommend that you check that out if you want to. It's about two and a half hour experience of Jehudi doing energy work and giving specifically for the first time through me an, uh, an energy or a consciousness upgrade to a group of people. I've done it with specific individual clients now and then when necessary, but this was a you know kind of ad hoc, but this was a scheduled experience. It's very special. I've been getting amazing feedback on people becoming enabled to heal past life parts and inner kids and be more integrated. It's, it's fabulous. But anyway, that's, you know, this opportunity being offered through me and I've received probably I don't know, 13, 15, 18 of these over the last, um, oh my gosh, seven years. <laughs> and, uh, and it's a quite amazing experience, but this is, you know, the future of humanity is not in, um, meditating on goodness, uh, sitting around a campfire singing, singing, you know, gentle songs. The future of humanity, the evolutionary opportunity for all of us now at the end of the Piscean age, um, you know, it is 2012. In a couple of months, you know, 10 weeks ish, we're at that time when it said the mind calendar ends. I personally believe it ended in October of 2011. Um, but we're in that time, this giant, you know, major transition time. And, um, what's next for us is healing things across time by expanding consciousness. So get grounded, get some upgrades, and that's kind of what I'm what I'm recommending for a lot of people now. The process of that evolution requires understanding ourselves on all levels and ultimately making peace with the fact that we as divine source living in these bodies, forgetting, right, that we're 
goddess and god energy and creating these experiences so we learn. So that kind of takes me to how I do astrology. And then in a few minutes, we are going to uh, start taking calls. So if you're interested, um, uh, give us a call in. Uh, the number is 877-230-3062. And that will be for a few minutes of looking at your chart, asking a question about soul, life purpose, something like this. Um, but you can give us a call to do that. Um, my, my primary way of looking at charts doesn't center on sun, moon, rising – in the first step, this is you know what we do as astrologers, and that's why I kind of say, uh, kind of astrology uh, plus is kind of um, is kind of what what I think I'm doing. Um, but I look at four particular markers in the chart, uh, which are which are common in evolutionary astrology, and then I learned quite a bit about this from uh, my studies with Steve Forrest, and then being exposed to the material of uh, Jeffrey Wolf Green. And but there are some variations that. Certain things kind of didn't gel with me, and I and I my association with the Ascended Master Jehudi began when I said, "Is there a benevolent being floating around out there who could tutor me in some of these truths about soul that I haven't been encountering in my studies, and th- and that this is the you know this is the the person who showed up." So um, I usually start with Pluto talking about what the soul intends. You become empowered through doing, and empowerment is. Ultimately, not about uh, power over, power under, but it's about uh, a more um, metaphysical way of looking at empowerment, which has to do with self-confidence and self-love, self-acceptance. Uh, and then I look at the south node of the moon, including all aspects. And uh, I focus on uh, squares, conjunctions, oppositions, but I do kind of glance at all aspects. And the south node tells me about what your soul has chosen uh, for your family to teach you how to be. So basically, the south node tells us about our family experiences and our, our early karmic incubators when young. And then the south node ruler by sign. So if we're talking about a south node in uh, Capricorn, I'm looking for Saturn. Right? So if the south node is in Taurus, I'm looking for Venus. And that tells me about the person's role in his or her various lives, its special skills and how that person shows up, and a level of identity, in fact, that runs beneath sun, moon, rising in this life. And then the north node, what has this person not been trained to do? And when we look at all these things, we see life purpose, we see passions, we see deepest fears, all of that with Pluto. With the south node, we see the lens through which the person sees the, the world. What am I expecting to find when I go out in the world? What's my comfort zone? Where do I default when I'm stressed out? That's a south node. And the south node ruler, who do I prefer to be even if I'm different and or black sheep-like from my family and everybody I know? And what are my special skills? What, what do I keep showing up to do? And then the north node, what, am I, what do I not know what to, how to do and probably am going to be dragged kicking and screaming into if anybody dares to try to teach me? So it's the opposite of comfort zone. You know, the opposite of familiarity. And uh, the North Node tends to be what our families, these chosen karmic incubators, could not teach us because our souls ask their souls to provide a karmic incubator having to do with that South Node. So we look at this multidimensional journey you're on. This life is one life of many, and it's a microcosm of this larger, longer, complex journey. All of your passions, all of your fears, anxieties, all of your longing, all of your wishes, they are in common between many, many lives. 
In some lives, frankly, you're smarter than this life in certain arenas. And in this life, you're smarter than you are in certain arenas and other lives. <laughs> and, you know, we all have different genetic profiles. We all have different levels of limitation and perceived uh, opportunity. We have different education levels but from ourselves across time. You know, so we have all these variations in economic and social context and all these different things. And um, this provides the soul more more learning opportunities over time, the same themes in terms of these different contexts. If you want the full story on this, see the soul's journey one, astrology, reincarnation and karma within medium and channel. And this is this is uh, obviously the same title as the show. This is the foundation of all that I do, the soul's journey. So check out that volume if you're interested, and we are going to uh, take our second break uh, right now. wired is no accident your soul has divine intentions for this life understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world a soul's journey soundbite from astrologer and channel tom jacobs is a 15 minute mp3 reading on your major life themes tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you your values passions fears and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your soul's journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. 2012 is here. To evolve now, we must understand ourselves on all levels. It's time to live more consciously, release the past, heal our emotions, and develop solid boundaries going forward. What's the bottom line? We need to be present. A Living in the Present Tense Astrology Report by Tom Jacobs explores four points in your birth chart to help you upgrade your experience of energy and emotion. Pluto, Chiron, Lilith, and the asteroid Lucifer as Lightbringer are explained to help you heal and experience your multidimensional self. Readers call this report amazing, beautifully written, right on the mark. Join others living in the present tense today. Order your report through tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. I'm your host, Tom Jacobs, and we are open to uh, callers right now. And first up, we have, uh, I think her name is Adanya. Adanya, are you there? I am. Hi, Tom. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thanks, thanks for calling. Thanks for for being uh, our first <laughs> my my first caller in the in the history of the show. So <laughs> I, I I do have your chart up here. So um, uh, what would you like to what would you like some insight on? Wow, I, I have to say that I mean your whole story, your whole shtick is just so deliciously interesting that <laughs> I totally forgot that I had gotten in line for for reading. Um, well, okay. Well, <laughs> but, um, you know. Yeah. I well, what the producer had noted was everything is shifting for you, and you're looking for insight. Is is that what you want to what you want to explore? Yeah, things a have been shi- exactly. Things have been yeah. really shifting since well, June. Um, so I'm curious about all that. Yeah, I mean, the major thing you know for you to understand is that your Saturn 
at six Aries is being affected for several years by this, you know, you might have read here and there or heard people talking about the Pluto and Uranus squares, the, the transiting mm. Pluto and transiting Uranus from Capricorn Aries. Well, you're one of our many poster children for life changes because of this, this square. So I'll just give you an overview here and then talk about what it means for your specifically for your Saturn. And then I also do want to include briefly the Neptune transit on your Mars in the first, because that's that's another thing that's that's going to be major. Um, obviously, we, when I pull up a chart, I can see a bunch of things, and I always want to, you know, <laughs> tell you everything. But I'm just going to focus on these two things right now. Um, the Uranus on your Saturn says you need to free yourself from any limitations on self worth. Second house, uh, you know, uh, what skills you have and how you turn those into money. So this does have to do with work, but it also has to do with how you feel about yourself. Saturn notoriously in our charts has us carrying history forward. So any old models of what you think self-worth is about, what it means to care for yourself, you know, you, you also have moon yeah, in Aries on that Aries north node. So moon nurturing for you and the second house is in some ways not familiar territory for you in certain lives. So you're under the gun. Free yourself from everything that limits your ability to really nurture and take care of yourself mm -hmm. and to be clear about what yeah. you're worth. You got that? Yeah. Yeah. And then the, then <laughs> transiting Pluto from Capricorn is squaring the Saturn during the same period of time. And that's saying, realistically speaking, <laughs> is how you value yourself going to carry you forward into the future? Because Pluto's from the 11th here, looking forward. How, what do you want the future to be like? That's what the 11th house is about. But Pluto always says, okay, here's this plot of land. You have these seven structures. Well, these five are unnecessary and were built with plans that really didn't make sense. So I'm actually going to bulldoze those, and you can't do anything about it. But you're saying five-sevenths of my life is now changing, and Pluto says, you don't need it anyway. Mm -hmm. I so, figured as much. Yeah, I figured it was stuff I no longer so, need it. Yeah. So, so it's, it is about how you make money. It's also about money you already possess and possessions. So I'll just point you to uh, <laughs> the reality that all of our money issues are energy issues. Mm -hmm. And Saturn in the second, you might try to hold on to energy and love and money, but you need now to learn how to flow a little more. Mm. Uranus, so you can be free. Pluto, so you're not trapped by history. That's the bottom mm -hmm. line. So if you can sit down and make peace with Pluto's bulldozer and Uranus's dam breaking or the camel's back breaking and make peace with the fact that change you – cannot, you cannot resist change right now. Right. So make peace with what life is taking away is actually not needed. And with Saturn in the second, you're actually incredibly resourceful, but you might need to re recover that awareness. Yes, I do. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And then one final note – transiting uh, Neptune on the first house, Mars. Mars in the first is vim, vigor, get up and go, passion. And Neptune erodes things and kind of drips water drops until the stone is gone. So, so it's kind of like you expressing your will is also undergoing an erosion process. But whatever doesn't work, like you might say, here's my intention. Universe, right. this is what I'm doing. But whatever doesn't work, understand the universe is saying, hey, you could actually probably do better if you had a higher bird's eye view of what's really happening here. So can you just chill out for a bit 
and and rethink some things and and come back when you feel more rested or more clear. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, it's a classic thing of feeling the will thwarted by uncontrollable circumstance, but there's a truth that something needs to be eroded in there that doesn't isn't essential and won't serve you going forward. That's the idea. Yeah. I I think your style, Tom. I really do. Great. This, I, you, you told me more about my chart, and I believe me, I've had my chart assessed, and I, you've told me more in what five minutes than I've heard in a really long. So thank you. That I've but you're welcome. Heard. I love hearing that. Thank you. You're of course welcome. Wow. Keep keep this listening because this is what we do here. This is it. <laughs> so I'll, this is my first CPR radio show too that I've ever even listened to, even though I know of yeah. the network and first show that I've ever participated in, so I love it. I'll definitely Thank be you. listening more. Thanks a lot, Adanya. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> and the next caller is uh, Ophelia. Ophelia, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hello. Hi. So let me just uh, finish pulling up your chart here for a second. And what's your um, what's the question that you have today? Um, question? I was thinking more of... Um, General reading or something? Oh, okay, sure. Oh, you, want mean, I, gonna, yeah. Yeah. you want me to just kind of yeah, see what you pick up. See what jumps out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Let's see, because there's so much juicy stuff in everybody's chart. Well, the first thing, the first thing I'll tell you is that you have your South Node in the fourth house. Are you familiar with astrology too, by the way? Uh, no. No. Okay. So um, basically, you have many, many lives of being trained by your family to be at home, to be either literally be at home, you know, like not to work in the world or to be defined by who you are because of your family. So family ties for you are so incredibly important, but they're also extremely strong. And the expectations that people can have on you to be a good family member can sometimes make you feel limited. Does that make sense to you? Okay. Now, the and the other side of your chart, in the 10th house, the house of public self or, or being out in the world, is where your north node is. And our everyone's north node is always the exact opposite from the south node. So it's natural. Your south node's in the 4th, so your north node's in the 10th. But you have two planets there. And this means that your family couldn't teach you to do these things. So I want you to figure out how to do them if you don't already. <laughs> the first one is Mars, and the second one is Jupiter. Now, Mars is expressing will, desiring things, and doing, like beginning things and having that fire in the belly that inspires us to start things and to do things and feel alive. But then Jupiter is belief, hope, and faith. Those are just three keywords. So for you, being out in the world on your own terms hasn't happened a lot, and there's going to be for you in this life a lot of pull which would just be old beliefs that maybe you shouldn't be in the world like you want to be. Does that make sense to you? Um, I can give you some um, insight. I'm always yeah, staying please. at home. I'm always staying at home. Like if I go to school, I wouldn't go five days a week, but rather four or three days a week. I'm always uh-huh. staying at home. It's like even if I go shopping, it's like I will go once a month to go out for shop to shopping or something like that. So um, I, I, I really, I mean, in this life, I always depended on my, on my family and my parents. 
and yeah. I'm still depending on them, and I'm over 30 years old, so. Yes. So it's going to be very important for you to not not just go out and be in the world, but to figure out what you want to be when you grow up. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> and there's a part of you that won't or that, that may periodically surface and say, oh, I don't get to go do that. But you have to recapture the ability to believe that's what we're talking about, that you have – the right and the ability to go do something out in the world that makes you happy and really inspires you. And this is also in Virgo. And Virgo is about choosing and making choices. And the south node for you, this this family thing in the fourth house is in Pisces, which is a go with the flow thing. So for you, you might say, I don't know how to do. You might say, I have a dream or there's something that I would love to do, but I don't know how to get there. So I want you to be okay with the fact that you might not know right now how to get there. <laughs> you, you might not know. So okay. But this signature says you need to have faith in yourself that you can figure things out by doing some homework and uh, taking care of details and, and really building something. So when if you say, I want to go be a chef or what, whatever, right? I don't know. I want to be a teacher. I want to be an astronaut. Whatever it is you want to do. Um, you might take a long time to figure that out, or you might have an idea right now. But when you're in process with that, just understand that a part of you won't believe that you'll get to do it. And you just have to talk that part into believing that you have the right, just like everybody else does. Okay. Um, may I ask that? Um, I feel that I'm a jack of all trades because I teach before. Uh-huh. Um, I'm learning tarot. I'm learning uh, stuff that I've always been learning and learning. It's just that I'm always learning, but I, I, I don't start doing it. You don't have fun? Um, no, I do have fun. It's like, for example, I'm learning tarot right now. Yeah. I think that I'm very good at it. I should go and get some clients to do some tarot reading. But it's just that, you know, I just can't make the first move because I don't have confidence. Okay. Well, that's what um, that's what I'm that that yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So I, I do understand that. And it, there's another thing to talk about here, which you have this very this sun. Your sun's in Sagittarius. You know, you're a Sagittarius, and uh, mm-hmm. it's in the first house, which is the house of um, uh, bold uh, boldness and action. But basically, just look around at the other people in your life who seem to know exactly what they want and seem to know exactly how to go make it happen. Like, look around. You probably have people in your life who know exactly what the first step would be for them, you know, given what they want to do. So you have to give yourself permission to figure it out without judgment. Make the decision that you can figure it out, even if today you don't know what that would look like. How would I, how would I get my first clients? How would I do that? You, you're going to have to learn how to brainstorm and then, and then be open to possibilities. And this Sagittarius sun says you have the capacity to be very open and very optimistic and dream big, but you have to give yourself permission to do that. Um, okay. May I ask, do you have yeah. a website? Because I'm thinking of having a private reading with you. Yeah. My website is uh, tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com. And if you just look up Tom Jacobs Astrologer, you'll find me too. Like, that's pretty easy too. Okay, sure. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome, Ophelia. Thanks for calling. Okay, and then we have uh, the third, and I think uh, I think our third one here, Debbie, is going to be our last one. So let me just get uh, Debbie. Are you there? Yes. 
Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, of course. Let me just finish typing in uh, your data here. Mm-hmm. And um, you can tell me if you like what you'd like me to, to look at in your chart. Um, maybe like career. Yeah. Okay, cool. And what do you say, uh, 1130 to 1145? We're going to say 1137 to split the difference. Mm-hmm. And uh, is it Athens in Greece? It's um, T-H-E-S-S-A-L-O-N-I-K-I-Thessaloniki. Oh, yeah, got it. Okay, great. Okay, good. So just one more second. Mm-hmm. Okay, career stuff. Okay, so... Um, okay, well, the first thing for you, um, you have the south node... In the sixth house. And are you familiar with astrology at all, or should I explain? A little. A little? Okay. Let me just say again, as I've talked about with at least one of these other people, the, the South Node talks about the kinds of families that our souls choose so that we're trained how to be a person. The soul knows that the baby will be born helpless and clueless. <laughs> so each mm-hmm. of us has to be trained how to be a person. So mm-hmm. this is just a way of seeing the world, and, and yours is in the house of um, service. So you actually have some lifetimes where you don't get to choose what you do for a living, and you feel very limited. You might have lifetimes of basically being born into a not maybe not literally the caste system, but something like that where some where you don't have a lot of choice. Does that make sense to you? Kind of given, mm-hmm. give it, give, yeah. So so basically, you have been over different lives trained to to either do what other people tell you or to take what's available and not dream big. That's just part of your training. So God bless everybody. Thank your family for being the right karmic incubator for you, but you're ready to go live in the 12th house, which mm-hmm. is where you find out what's true for you and you explore different possibilities and different levels. So you're, when it comes to work, you're going to start with seeing the practical side of things and you might not, you know, I was talking with Ophelia a minute ago, you might not uh, believe that you have a bunch of options. Now, your conscious self might believe you have options, but other parts of you that might be, like I was saying earlier in the show, might be anchored at other parts in the timeline, living lives where they don't have a lot of free will. They might override you. They might kind of bleed in. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like where you feel down and you're like, I have no reason to feel down. I love everything. You know, like you're a Leo, you know, like with Jupiter. Like, you, you know, like you have the capacity to feel joy that maybe some past life parts of you don't resonate with because maybe, I don't know, maybe you have some slavery or indentured servitude. I, I don't know for sure, but that's a very common sixth house learning where we learn how to be humble or we find ourselves humiliated. So that's kind of a core learning for you. So, so that's where I, that's where I start with the career thing, just to point out to you, if parts of you don't think that you can explore and expand and stretch, please, you know, change your mind about that. The second thing is, um, sometimes in these readings, I use little bodies and points and asteroids that aren't in common use, but they're in my vocabulary, so I include them. So, um, if anybody who's listening has never heard of this before, don't worry about it. But it's the it's the asteroid Arjun Suri. It's asteroid two zero. Three zero zero, And in the book Living Myth, I explain this entire story. But just briefly, you have this asteroid right on your midheaven, which is one of the markers of career. Arjun Suri is about our relationship to conscience. So for you, there is an inner wisdom barometer that says, I should do this, I should not do that. But 
because of what I just said with this um, stuff in, in the house of humility or humbleness, you might not follow that conscience or inner wisdom. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Are you doing something that you feel small through doing? I mean, are you doing something that you don't feel like you – you tell me something. I'm telling you stuff. You, you give me some, some feedback oh, so I can finish okay. the, the – yeah. I used to work in administration and uh-huh. then different like finance, investments, academia. Okay. And I had a lot of training and then my mom got sick and I uh-huh. took care of her and then – Someone else got sick who's sort of close to my family, but we're not related, and I helped right. her, right. and I kind of lost myself. Yep, so I exactly. started managing my dad's apartments a little, mm-hmm. got involved with his some of his mortgage work, whatever, financial, and now I want to do something different. Right. Well, uh, thank you for that. Your, your creativity is at the core of everything. Just because other people need things doesn't mean that you're supposed to be appointed to do them. Mm-hmm. I we kind of people. now, I'm out of that. Like, I'm Good. I'm free now, but it's been, I wasted so much time. <laughs> no, you haven't wasted time because you're learning. Please, please let yourself off the hook for the idea of wasting time. You haven't. But, but please understand this heavy fifth house for you, Uranus, Pluto, Juno, and Venus, that is saying that for you to choose your own path, for you to creatively express yourself and to develop your own opinions and to do what you need to do, it's it's all about what you want. And that is to help you come out of lifetimes of feeling that you must serve others because they need something. So we're, we are coming up to the end of this, but I want to just say one more thing for you. Um, you know, Pluto in the fifth says you need to creatively express yourself. You need to do it. Pluto in Virgo says you must be responsible <laughs> You must be intentional and make choices. And then Pluto conjunct Uranus says you also need to create freedom through doing that. So you might need to have something to do for a living where you're not doing something for other people, but you're offering something that you create. Even if it doesn't look creative, like my astrology works creative. You know what I mean? It's not painting, dancing, singing. Um, but for you, creative self-expression that, that it builds in freedom is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. I was thinking yeah. of either life coaching, health coaching, or Great. network marketing. Perfect. All of it's perfect because it allows you to be who you are and express yourself and speak your voice in your mind. Th- okay. Thank you, Debbie. So Thank we're coming you so to the end of the much. Show. You're so welcome. Thanks for calling in. So, wow, another another hour? Another hour of time, but the first hour of the show is up. Thank you uh, for calling in. Thank you so much for uh, for calling in and making the show. I'll be honest with you. I was nervous, but I think it went pretty well. So. So uh, thanks a lot, everybody. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com. 